How do you approach intravaginal work? Is it respectful to your client? Do they startle when you insert your finger vaginally? In today's episode, I discuss my approach to performing intravaginal work with clients. I share four tips to help keep your clients feeling safe, supported, and at ease as you work internally. Hello, friends. This is Lynn Schulte, and you are listening to the Birth Healing Summit podcast. We are here for meaningful conversations that will transform the way you work with pregnant and postpartum clients. Whether it is a new perspective, tool, or technique, you'll be able to implement it into your practice today. I invite you to sit back, listen with an open mind, and grab the golden nugget today's guest has to offer. Now let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode. And today I want to talk about doing intravaginal work. And um, I definitely have my own unique approach to working intravaginally that I love sharing with my students. And I just want more intravaginal therapists, people who are doing intravaginal work, to have a greater understanding of how we can be approaching this area in a much um, more respectful way. And there's several things that I want to talk to you about today. In fact, there's four points that I would like to make. And the first one is, is that I do not believe we should be doing intravaginal work with someone who is not fully connected to their pelvic space. And by that, I mean that they can feel what's happening in their pelvic space and they are connected to your touch externally, like in their lower abdomen or on their pubic bone, pelvic bones at some point. And in my internal pelvic floor course or the advanced um Oh, I teach this in the um, birth healing intensive program, but there's a way to see if someone is connected. There's three actually different ways that we can connect in to see if someone is, is connected down into their pelvic space. And I'm going to share one of them with you today. And that is just having your client do a visualization of allowing color to flow down their trunk and down into their abdomen and see, does that color reach all the way into the pelvis? That is one way that you can, if if they sense and see or feel that color coming all the way down into their pelvic space, then there is no disconnect happening in their body. And, uh, and if there is a disconnect that is their their body's way of trying to protect themselves from this space. And I truly believe that if someone is not fully connected to the space and we start doing intravaginal work, we're traumatizing them again because that disconnect is there because of a trauma. And I, I personally don't want to be doing any work with anyone unless um, they are fully connected into that pelvic space. That's just my own personal preference and and um, the way I work with bodies. When, if you do find that disconnect, then it's I like to address that and work with that disconnect, which is, again, the what I teach in the birth healing intensive program. 
Um, and if they are fully connected into their pelvic space, well, then that's great. Um, that's a, a signal that we can do intravaginal work. However, I also like to make sure that the body is on board with doing intravaginal work. A lot of times our clients are coming to us to do intravaginal work. That's They know that that's why they're showing up and coming into our clinic. And some people are super, super nervous about that. And other people are more on board with having it done. However, a person can have their mind and their head fully on board with doing intravaginal work, but their body is saying hell no to doing intravaginal work. And I feel it is our responsibility as intravaginal therapists to figure out how to listen to the body, to the body's no. And I talk about it in the internal pelvic floor course and in um, the all of my courses, really, because this is so, so important to me that um, the way I teach entering into the pelvic space is super respectful to the body. And there are check-in points. I, there's like four or five check-in points that I do to make sure that the body is on board and the body is saying yes. And I'm looking for those signs where the body is, or the person on my table is checking out. One of the biggest ones that we need to be watching out for is the rolling of the eyes up and away, or they they turn their head away, they look away. They are not fully on board with what you are doing. And if you notice that, you need to stop and check back in with them and see what's coming up for them because they are trying to disconnect from you. So um, the second piece that I wanted to discuss with you today is that respectful entry of um, doing intravaginal work. And like I said, there's the four check-in points. So one is I just check in. I'm like, okay, so I'm this is ready. And for me, when I'm working with someone, I, I so here's another point. <laughs> we should not be doing internal uh, work without um, doing external work first. If you are practicing and doing intravaginal work, and that is the only thing that you do, and that's the first thing you do with your clients, then that their body is not, number one, used to you. Their body may not be feeling safe with you. They have no idea what your touch is going to be like, and their body is going to be on hyper alert. If you have someone walk into your office and you talk to them about what's going on, okay, great, undress, get on the table, and boom, the first touch that that body has is their your finger going in vaginally, that is a, a recipe for disaster in my world because this vaginal space is a person's sense of safety and security. And the vaginal opening is actually like a, um, it's the protector. It's trying to keep people out. And if that's your very first contact with that body, their body, you're, you most likely are going to find increased tension in those pelvic floor muscles. And when I'm working with someone 
the intravaginal aspect of my treatment is like the last half hour of the session. It's I've already done an intro in um, intake with them that I, I have had my hands on their body for at least 15, if not 20 minutes working with their body externally, because you all know how important the pelvis is for the pelvic floor. We need to be addressing those pelvic bones first before we start doing intravaginal work, in my opinion. And that's where I focus on is what's going on in those pelvic floor muscles. I also do some lower abdominal um, organ mobility testing to see what's going on with the bladder and the uterus externally in the lower abdomen. And then once I get to the point where I've done my external work, so point number three or two or three is to make sure that our intravaginal is not the very first thing that we do with someone. Do external work on the pelvis, on the lower abdomen before going internally. That allows the person's body to get used to your touch, to know that you how you approach their body. Because if you are respectful with their tissues and you're not forcing tissues to release and you're not creating pain, then their pelvic floor muscles are going to be much more relaxed and willing to open to allow you to come in and work with them. That's why it's so important for us to make sure that all every single touch that we have with our clients is respectful and um, and that we never, ever, ever create pain in the body. That is like my number one rule, especially intravaginal work. So that's another point. That was point number four um, is never, ever, ever create pain in when you're doing intravaginal work. If it is painful, then you need to get up. If there is, if they're having vulvar pain and there are things that we can do to help decrease the pain, um, I love D Hartman's on YouTube. Look up D Hartman's. There's five exercises you can do to decrease pain. If you're you're dealing with a lot of pelvic pain with your patients, please do those five exercises first. Get your client on board, get them more in tuned with what's really going on so that when you do do the intravaginal work, hopefully you're not creating pain. Okay. So we're never, ever, ever going to create pain. Going back to your respectful entry into the vaginal space, once I get done doing the external, um, the external techniques, then I will say with my hand still, I'll, I'll check in with my client and I go, okay, first off, I ask the body. With my hands externally, I'll ask the body, are you okay with me doing intravaginal work now? And I may just ask that quietly to myself to see if I can get a yes or no from the body. And if, I, if I'm not very clear with that, then I'm going to talk to my client and say, okay, now, either way, whether I get a yes or a no, if I get a no, then I'm going to explain that to my client and say, you know, I would really, I usually do intravaginal work right now, but I am just getting a sense that your body's saying no. And I do not want to increase more trauma or create any trauma in this session. So I'm going to listen to your body and we're not going to do intravaginal work today. And we're going to hold that off for another time until we get a yes from your body. And sometimes those clients are like, but that's what I came here for. I don't want to come back and have to see you again. I really want you to do it now. And I'll be like, until your body tells me, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do intravaginal work because your body is telling me no, and it's not okay. 
And sometimes it's been two sessions and then I get the yes, it's okay. And sometimes it's been like six or seven sessions, depending on how much trauma the person has in their history. And there's one client that um, massive trauma from dad growing up and it took us like six or seven sessions. And then finally it was just like, I think we can do intravaginal work. And she goes, I think so too. And we were both on board and it was great. And, and it really was so smooth. Um, if I get a yes, that it's okay. And then I'm going to just say, okay, um, now I'd like to do some intravaginal work. Are you okay with that? And I'm watching them as they say yes or no, or whatever's coming up for them, because I want to make sure that they are comfortable with it. And then I explain, you know, I'm just going to use a glove finger. I don't use a speculum. I don't want to create any pain. And um, you just need to communicate with me and let me know if, if anything feels too much. And I get their agreement. And then I will, um, personally, I don't step out of the room to have them disrobe. I just kind of hold up a sheet and cover myself up and say, are you okay? Just re releasing, uh, removing your pants and underwear. And then I just cover it up. So I'm not seeing anything externally um, as, um, they're disrobing. And then I've got my lubed glove finger. I don't use a lot of glue, a lot of lube. I just use, um, just enough to allow my fingers to slide in. But then I, now I've got them draped on the table and I'm checking in again now that they're, you know, undressed and I want to check in. I'm like, okay, we still good with this. Then I will lift up the drape and just observe without touching them, them doing a contraction. And then I always like to just mention something like, oh, great job, or oh, that was good, or okay, didn't see too, too much happening externally, but let's see what we can feel internally. And then, um, so then I start with touching their leg high up by the knee. And that is my first touch of their body when they are disrobed. And when they touch, when my hand touches their knee, I'm looking at them and saying, here's my touch. Are you okay with this? And then I say, as I go, I'm just going to slide down and separate your labia and insert a finger. Now, once my hand makes contact with that knee, I never want to disconnect. So they always know where my hand is. And I teach in my classes how to make sure that you never disconnect from their leg or their labia so that they always know where your hand is when you're doing intravaginal work. If you are not doing in this way and you just immediately touch their labia to separate to insert a finger, you're going to feel a jump from your client, most likely. And that jump and startle is a nervous system response that is heightening things for them when we're trying to help relax things so that the muscles can relax so that we can really assess and see what's going on in there. So I never, ever, ever want my client on the table to ever startle. If they're startling, I'm doing too much too fast and they're, they are not connected with me. If your clients are startling on the table, Take a look at how you're approaching their body and see what you need to do to maybe bring a softer, more gentler approach so that they're on board with what you're doing. Maybe you need to verbalize more what, what you're doing, where your hands are, what you're going to do. Um, when I do abdominal 
uh, work, you know, sometimes it's deep. And if you go in too fast, you get that, that jarring rebound uh, effect and you've got to go in slowly with doing intravaginal work, touch up high and always keep your hand in connection with it so that you're, you know, it's not this wonder of when's she going to touch me. That is super important. Once, once you touch, you always stay connected. And then it's, I only use one hand and I clarify this saying that I don't deal with a lot of vulvar issues in my clients. The majority of my clients are postpartum and they don't have a lot of vulvar issues. If I do have someone on my table that has vulvar issues, I will double glove and I will separate with one hand and then separate with the other and uh, um, work with those vulvar tissues. But for the most part, vulvar is not an issue for my clients. I just want to go internally and see what those tissues and those pelvic floor muscles are showing me internally. And then once I separate, so once I separate the labia, I just insert my finger right at the opening so that my index finger tip is right at the opening. And this is where another, so I stop right there. My finger does not go inside. I stop right at the opening. My my tip of my index finger is right at the opening. And I say, okay, here's my touch. Are you okay with this? Do you mind if I come in further? While I'm asking that question and my finger is just laying at the opening, I'm asking her tissues and her body is it okay for me to come in or not? And I am looking for my finger to either get pulled into her body or to be pushed away. So now I'm bypassing the conscious mind and I'm tuning into what does the body really want? And I I worked with one client who had really a lot of tightness around the introitus and I was expecting a, you know, stay away feel from my finger at that opening, but in fact, it actually got pulled in. And I was surprised by that because there was some pain for her. And, um, but I got pulled in and I just worked really, really gently and tried to stay away from, you know, that, that tissue as I was going in. And then we were able to make some beautiful shifts and changes in her tissue. Um, but I was expecting the get the heck away and her body actually pulled me in more too. So that, that was interesting. I have also had the experience where I have one client who um, had a lot of IVF trauma and she um, presented as, and she came to me because she really wanted the the intravaginal work that I I do. And um, she presented with such a good girl, like, I'm going to be the good girl. I'm going to do whatever you say, which is what needs to happen during IVF, right? because of the timing of everything you have to perform and your body has no say in whether like I'm not feeling up for this you have to bypass all that and that's what she had gotten you know used to doing and I had her undress and I put my hand on her knee and I just got this huge hit of no from her body and I went oh my gosh, I said, we cannot do intravaginal work. Your body is telling me no. And she was like, oh, but please, please, please. I, that's why I came here for. I really want it. I want, you know, I want you to do, I want you to see what's going on in there. And I was just like, I'm sorry, but your body is telling me, no, I cannot 
do this. So I just had her straighten out her legs and I worked with her externally and did not do the intervaginal work. And she came back the next time to tell me that that was the most powerful thing that she's ever had happen to her because all of her other medical experiences has been bypassed. Her her body has been bypassed to perform when it needed to be done. And so for me, listening to her body and letting her body say no really confirmed for her that, yes, her body is in charge and gave her um, more confidence in being able to listen to her body and know that that's okay. And so I just hope that by listening to this podcast episode, that I have given you some new ideas, new way to approach this area of the body and the way that we're doing intravaginal work. Number one, we make sure they're connected to their space. Number two, we're doing external work before we do internal work. Let our clients get used to our touch and understand that it's a safe touch and that we're not going to be creating pain and that we work respectfully with their tissues. Can you imagine what those pelvic floor muscles are going to be like if you are not regarding their tissues, you're creating pain and you're pushing their tissues beyond where they want to go? How do you think those pelvic floor muscles are going to react to you doing intravaginal work if that's how you treat things externally? How you treat the body externally is going to allow those pelvic floor muscles to relax, to soften, to know that they're going to be okay and that they're going to be respected when you do the intravaginal work. The third thing is respect the way you enter into the pelvic the intravaginal space by giving their body several check-in points along the way to tell you no and pay attention, learn how to read the body's no and follow it and honor it. And then the last piece is please don't ever, ever, ever create pain when doing intravaginal work. In the internal pelvic floor course that I teach, if you haven't taken any of my courses, I teach you how to work with the bones along with the pelvic floor muscles together. And that is what helps the pelvic floor muscles to let go easier without needing more force. The pelvic floor muscles do not need force in order to release. They need to be respected and just offer a little bit of pressure, a little bit of engagement of the tissue. And if you are really interested in learning an, a protocol that I teach in the postpartum course, it's it's a it's an order of events of how to treat. It's not so much you have to do this, this, and this. It's more when you assess this first, when you treat this first, and then when you go to treat this next. By the time you get to the pelvic floor muscles, they are so different and they are so less tender and less tone in them that there's less work for you to do. And the internal pelvic floor protocol I teach in the postpartum course. So please check that out if you haven't already. Um, the internal pelvic floor course is more of a I, I've been teaching the pregnancy and postpartum course for a while, and I've had a lot of people who, not a lot, but some students who've come teach my 
uh, have taken my postpartum course and have never done intravaginal work. So they're not as familiar with the landmarks and the anatomy and, and what we should be feeling for. And that's why I created the internal pelvic floor course. It's more for, it's really for anyone doing intravaginal work. If you want a more respectful, holistic way of working with the pelvic space, um, it does go over the anatomy of the vulva and um, how to make sure someone's connected, how to um, assess the pelvic floor muscles, and then how to work with those pelvic floor muscles, including the pelvic bones. And so if you're newer to pelvic floor um, work, I highly recommend it. And even if you've been doing pelvic floor work for quite a while, I encourage you to take it for a different approach of how to do things. And, and then if you really want the, the juice and the gold, the internal protocol that I teach in the postpartum course is just, you can use it for any patient. It's not just postpartum. It's um, for anyone with pelvic pain or anything going on internally. I highly recommend this, this approach to doing intravaginal work because it just, it really helps the pelvic floor muscles function at release so much easier and function so much better when addressed in this manner. So that is my take on doing intravaginal work. I hope you found it helpful. I hope I've given you some new tools, new things to think about in how you approach um, working with this area. All right. Thanks so much for listening in and we'll see you all in the next episode. And here is to smoother bursts and faster recoveries. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Today's podcast was brought to you by the Institute for Birth Healing. To discover more, visit instituteforbirthhealing.com. To claim $50 off of any online course, use coupon code PODCAST50 at checkout. Till next time, I'm Lynn Schulte, founder of the Institute for Birth Healing.